So today is officially the four-year anniversary of Mindset to Manifestation, and I wanted to send a special special message out to all of the listeners, and also just thank you all for being a listener, for sharing this podcast with your friends, family, your loved ones, for reaching out to me over the years to let me know your questions and how you know, the podcast has touched you and helped you and supported you. Um, one of my very favorite comments was someone had reached out saying that she was having a lot of um, anxiety and everything at work. And she listened to my podcast and my voice helped to kind of calm her down and just make her feel better. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's incredible. It's incredible to know that my effort, you know, that I just put out there from my heart is reaching the people that need it because there have certainly been those people in my life that have done that for me and continue to do that for me. That when I hear their voice, I'm instantly calmed. I instantly feel better, you know, and I'm, I'm just like, I have no words for that, but I might get a little teary eyed because of it. And, um, It's been an interesting four years and I feel like we've all grown together in this process and we've expanded and it's so weird because when I first started out with this podcast, I just remember, you know, really like editing it and I had like the song and the intro and everything and perhaps I'll go back to that. But I just really, like for me, it's like I love to get these sound clips to you as soon as possible, this podcast to you in whatever capacity. So sometimes you'll hear me now and you'll hear like, I don't know, like a weird like sound like that. (laughs) And, you know, just different things like that coming from me because it's just a riff I'm recording on my phone. I think I probably will get back down to the sit down podcast and I, I will at some point get back to some interviews, but I really just like being able to get these messages out to you all when I feel the urge. And it it gets me really excited because it reminds me, I'm reading this book called Big Magic. It's by Melissa Gilbert and she talks about the creative process. And um, there's also a really awesome TED talk. I feel like I've talked about this with you all before, but there's a really awesome TED talk from her. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I linked this in the show notes before, but she talks about how creativity is like something that flows through you. And if you don't respond on it, it will flow to the next person. And so it's like, it, it's a, it's a, it, the book is awesome. And I think the book is derived from her TED talk, but Melissa Gilbert, Big Magic. Uh, the whole like kind of premise behind the book, what she speaks on is that creativity is not because we're a genius, but because there's a flow, so to speak, of this creative energy and this genius, so to speak, is, you know, she talks about the mythological figure that lived, you know, in Greek times, like ancient Greek times that lived in the walls of the artist, you know, in the, the, um, the genius would come out and would help the artist to create. So it's that word is like derived from this kind of um kind of a muse, I guess. And that we are not entirely responsible for our creativity. And you know, we've heard this in other ways too, like when people talk about getting into the flow or, you know, whether it's making art and getting lost in that, because that's the way I do it. It's really like um 
you know, I talked about it last, like on the last podcast, sorry about the uh, subway sounds, talked about it on the last podcast, but basically it's like you're in this state where the idea comes through you and through your physical body, you manifest, you help enable that creation into this world. And so, you know, I, you see it with musicians they talk about like you know like especially when they're like jamming and everything you could see them like in the flow and like especially with dancers they're transcending their physical body and they're in this flow so it's like when I (laughs) that's a long story to explain why I just decided to go and just like riff all the time like this you know with you guys but when I get this inspiration and I get this idea I need to let it flow through me I need to like physically carry it out of my mind out of my body move that energy and then I project it into my phone into this voice note and then put it out into the universe I put it out into into SoundCloud that's my main platform that then feeds to Spotify and you or not YouTube but um iTunes and everything so it's like I feel like this is just like a really cool way of and in a way it's almost like performance art like it's like taking this idea and this inspiration and turning it into a creation that then comes and connects with you. And according to like this listener, for example, that said she was feeling anxiety at work, but then she listened to the podcast and she heard my voice and she heard what I was talking about and she instantly felt better. So that is a transmutation of energy. That is carrying energy over whatever kind of frequency this is over the internet. I don't know what frequency that would be considered, but that is carrying that energy through the world. And it and it moves faster than time and space because it's carried over these waves. And I'm speaking way out of my like level of understanding here, but I think you guys get the picture. And so there's just been, you know, so much evolution and so much growth. And I really just love connecting with you all like this. As I said, perhaps I'll go back to some original format podcast, but I I really just love this. Like, I don't want to set up a barrier between myself and you and sharing the inspiration that I get, because that's what this is really all about. It's about sharing inspiration. It's about sharing hope. It's about sharing love. It's about empowering you. It's about sharing that feeling of empowerment with you all so that you can create the life that you want, so that you feel enabled, so that you you realize, like, what barrier am I putting between myself and what I want? Like, I just need to remove the barrier, and those barriers are often barriers or fears that we that we hold in our mind that keep us from getting there. And so when I started out on this podcast, I had no idea I would be doing this for four years. It was really something that I just thought, hey, this would be fun. And I have this coaching certification and this background in coaching, you know, in energy work and Reiki and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I should just do that. So I did. And, you know, I, I, I have to say, and I hope this is inspiring for you, but if there's something you want to do, just do it. I mean, really, you don't have to approach anything in a perfect way. You don't have to, you know, oftentimes we'll think that things need to be this way and this way because we want it to be of a high caliber. And I totally get that. I, I, I like it when the things that I'm doing are of a, of a high caliber, you know, that the execution is done nicely and I'm delivering a quality product basically. But 
I think there's a time and a place for that. And I think that's actually a part of the natural evolution. So the irony is I started off wanting it, the podcast to be this way, you know, and putting all this effort into just like recording and re-recording and editing and just like all this stuff, you know, just to, to make this podcast. And, and it wasn't fun for me, I realized, (laughs) but I kept doing it because I was committed to doing it and I knew I could see it through and I knew I could master it. But then after you get there and you do, you kind of like, for me, I'm only speaking from my personal experience, but you reach that point and you're kind of like, what? Okay, great. So I mastered it. Okay. Well now I don't really care about that. Like I don't even give a crap about that anymore. And what I really care about most is just being able to channel like whatever inspiration or insight or empowerment, you know, my own struggle that I just worked myself through. And now I need to share that empowerment nugget with you. So that way you can do it too. I don't want to put anything post-production, whatever, with any recording or whatnot to get to you. I just want it to get to you in whatever way it can, in the fastest way possible. And so I feel that's what this is. And that to me is exciting, very exciting. And I think important, but most importantly, it's exciting to me because it's exciting to me to think that I can record this on my phone. And then within five minutes, you all are, you are able to listen to this and get this inspiration. Now that to me is fucking thrilling. So sorry for the F-bomb. Hope there were no kids around, but I'm pretty sure I still have an explicit warning on this podcast. (laughs) I am a New Yorker and occasionally there are F-bombs that happen. Sorry. Sorry. Hope there were no kiddos around. But the point I'm trying to make is that is just thrilling to me. So I hope that that makes sense to you all. But the, the point is, is the irony with me is I went from being like perfectionist and then realizing I freaking hate the perfectionist in in me. And in fact, I, I love the fact that I want this to be raw and real and immediate. And that to me became more exciting than to deliver a nicely wrapped package with this pretty like cool colors and cool fonts um, package delivered to your doorstep. I'd rather just get this message to you right now because that to me is more exciting. Now that's not in any way speaking down on anybody who does do that because I think if that's what excites you then do it you know because we're all so different and I love a beautiful podcast nicely packaged with music and great sound quality too so I just don't want to make those kinds of podcasts I want to make the kind of podcast that's a riff boom and then I put it out and it gets to you all right away so my point of saying all of this is that if there's something you want to do, just start doing it. Because because if you start off not doing it great, I think you will eventually evolve into the package that you that you are meant to be in. Does that make sense? So start off in whatever capacity that you can right now and just keep showing up. Just keep showing up for yourself, keep showing up for your audience, keep showing up with your message, keep showing up for what gets you excited and motivated. And over time, you will learn new things and it will evolve into whatever package. And I use the word package just to describe the delivery, you know, like how it's delivered. Is it more produced? Do you have sponsors? Do you have cool artwork, you know, for your podcast cover, et cetera? If that's what you want to do, like it's a podcast. If there's something else you want to do out there, I say just start doing it. Like everything that I've 
done. Not everything that I've done, but everything that like, I look back at the few things that I've really succeeded in. And I feel like living in New York and finally making it in New York is something to be happy about because that's a success. That's a big win because it is not an easy city to make it, let alone make friends, buy groceries, you know, all those regular things that you do in other places are 10 times as hard here. So, or can be 10 times more challenging, I'll say. But um, I feel like that's one thing. And when I came here, I had no idea like my ex-husband and I, we were still fairly young. I just graduated art school. We came here and I was like, I wasn't even thinking. We had just enough money to pay the first month's rent and the deposit on our apartment. And then we got here and I think we had about 350, no, 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 that's not true. We had the next month's rent in 30 days. We had that money at least. But then what we ended up doing was, this is when eBay was still, well, I guess eBay is really cool again now, but this was when when eBay was really hot, you know, before social media and everything too. But we um, sold a bunch of stuff. I had worked in an antique store and I had all this cool, like funky stuff, you know, watch parts and miscellaneous things that I brought to New York with me because I used it in my art and whatever. I just had a bunch of odds and ends. And you know, like vintage clothes and old slips and just like things like that. So I sold those things on eBay and we ended up making the next month's rent too. So we had that. And I wasn't making money yet from the art gallery because I think it was like they held the first two weeks paycheck and then you got paid in two weeks later. So it was like a month before I was going to see any money. And he had just like was trying to get a job in a restaurant or something. So that was also not a lot of money right away. So but the whole point of trying to make is we just we just dove in. We didn't know what we were up against necessarily, but we knew that's what we wanted to do. So we saved enough money to pay the first month's rent, the deposit, and then the the like the next month's rent. And we basically ate canned black beans for a month, <laughs> but we wanted it so bad that um, that we just did it. We just jumped in. And those black beans, I still love black beans to this day. Black beans with a little bit, with some lime juice and a little bit of cumin. It's like really good. You cook it on the stove. I don't know. I guess for me, it's nostalgic, you know, but anyway, that's a little side note, a little recipe for you, a little cheap meal for you. Um, But then also I think about when I got into real estate too, and that was, that is going on 11 years. And I'm finally in a place where, I'm doing very well, you know, and it's so much easier for me now. It's like the effort is so minimal because I've reached a point of mastery, right? Like you reach this point and it's like now you're being, you know, well paid for what you do and your knowledge and your, you know, whatever, your history and just whatever. You're you're getting paid well, but the job is so much easier because before you were like this huge learning curve, like getting into it. It was harder then because there was so much to learn and so many different types of personalities that I had not experienced in situations, etc. Um, but I also didn't know what I was doing. But I jumped into it not knowing what I was doing. And I had three months of rent saved. That was it. I think I had a little bit of spending money for food. And there was a month where I had zero money. I remember eating at like open houses. Um, Someone I worked with was kind enough to bring me a bagel every morning. He told me he got a free bagel. Like the guy, the bagel guy gave him an extra bagel every day. Uh, And he told me that 
he got an extra bagel. Do I want it? And of course I would eat the bagel every day. Um, and I just think back on those moments and yeah, okay. Yes. It's not always easy if you jump right in. And these are major events like to quit your job and to get into real estate with zero experience and no wealthy friends. I mean, (laughs) I just know who I am and I know that I will, if something, if there's something I really want, I will make it work. I will figure it out. It's like when I was a kid, I loved puzzles, like the big puzzles that you get in a box. And I would put those things together and I would obsess about them until I put the puzzle together. And it's the same way. I felt the same way about real estate when I got into real estate. I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. This is like a game. I'm going to figure out this puzzle. And I felt like it was the same thing for New York, like getting to New York and making it in New York was like a puzzle. I'm going to figure this puzzle out. And I kind of approach everything like that. Like I'm actually, you know, I've even been approaching this, you know, getting back into the New York art world, like a puzzle, you know, it's a game. This is, this should be fun for you. But I also know the kind of person I am. And I know that if it's something I really, really want, I can just hit the ground running and I know I'm going to mess up. I already anticipate that, but I know enough about when I do make a mistake that that mistake is there to really help me. And it can be a springboard of jumping off, like to, to get even further. And, you know, we've talked about how there are no real mistakes unless you just want to believe it's a mistake, but really you can take that mistake. You can take that challenge or that screw up or whatever, and you can get something from it. If you want to get something from it, you just got to take time to, to sit alone with it, to think on it, to be in the quiet and to, to tap into your heart, to find that. And then, you know, when you start to do that kind of thing, then you do feel powerful and you do see how if you really want something and if you really love something, you can put your heart into it. That's what putting your heart into it means. And you can just keep going, even though you might make a mistake, you might hit an obstacle, you might get a no, whatever, but you're just going to keep going because you know you will commit, you are committed to seeing this happen. You are committed to putting this puzzle together because you want to see the pretty like Monet painting on the front of the box. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being here with me. I love all of you so much. I hope you feel that in this message. I hope you have felt this over the years when I say sending you so much love from New York because like New York is such an incredible place. It's not always easy, but I got to say it's got a lot of heart. So I hope you feel that when I send it to you and I hope this message just like touches you. I am so appreciative for you. Thank you for being here. Happy anniversary M2M four years. Ooh, 11, 11. All right. Sending you so much love from New York. Mwah.